Blog Talk Radio. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Block Talk Radio Nation, you've made it. It is pretty much the end of the year, at least it is in our eyes, but you've made it to the end. You made it past the holidays. First of all, applause to you. And I think that's why we were all drinking scotch right about now. But welcome to page one. I am LeVar, and of course, I am always joined by Mary. How are you? I am still upright, so I need more scotch. (laughs) You know what? I talked to somebody the other day and I think we were all in agreement is that as much as we love the holiday season I think we're kind of past it only because it seemed to drag so long is that just me it dragged on but then on top of it it went by fast like it was too short for the length of time it was does that make sense you didn't get a chance to like breathe and enjoy it so it was a it was like a marathon sprint it's kind of like one of those roller coaster rides where you're like uh, slowly climbing to the top and then it rushes down and then the ride's over. Yeah, basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So this is the last show of 2019. But the next time that we will see you, it will be 2020. And I don't know why, but for the longest time in my head, Whenever I think of the year 2020, I keep hearing, like, Barbara Walters, like, voice in my head, like, 2020. <laughs> I know somebody else is thinking that either. <laughs> but, How funny. I know, that's, that's all I keep thinking of is her saying 2020. And, I, and it's like, now it is 2020. And actually, uh, heaven forbid, but both her and Hugh Downs are still around. So... I forgot how old Hugh Downs is. He's like in his late 90s, and I know Barbara's like around 90. So it's like they're both here, and they'll both be around hopefully in 2020 to see 2020. 2020. (laughs) But up ahead this hour, regular show, parts of regular show tonight, and then as well um, throughout the program, and I'll kind of be mentioning some things because I kind of did some research today. This took a little bit. But there's a lot of stuff that's kind of happening in 2020. Um, And I know for those of you that already kind of knew, next year is a leap year. (laughs) So plan accordingly. Um, But the one good thing about next year, I know a lot of people kind of complain this year with the holidays kind of falling like in a weird middle of the week type of thing. In 2020, Valentine's Day will fall on a Friday. Fourth of July is on a Saturday, but of course, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, if you're looking, correct me, but the formal uh, observation of which will be what, that Monday or is it that Friday? No, it depends on the company. Hmm. I'm almost hoping. I don't believe that there's actually a specific date that's going to be formal. I would think I it probably would be Friday, yeah. Hmm. Or, I mean, actually, let's back that up. I hope it's Monday, but I know it'll probably be Friday. Right. <laughs> uh, Halloween will be on a Saturday, uh, which is where I think it really should be, kind of. It should be like a Friday or Saturday. I don't think it really should fall during the week because nobody really gets much. You don't want to keep out kids out late on a school night. And I know there's been like keep them out on a school night. That was the best time. You got dressed up, you got sugar high, you crashed the next day. That was basically the best day of the year. But that's gonna be keep horrible for teachers though, because you gotta deal with kids all like a 
sheep nope. or crash or like. You keep sugaring them up. You bring in your leftover candy. It's great. <laughs> Don't know how to take advantage. Right. Uh, Christmas will be on a Friday. And the new year, of course, starts with a three-day weekend. So, hey, everything in 2020 actually works for you. Um, the schedule line. You know what? One of the other things that I looked at and throughout the hour, like I said, we're going to be looking at like a bunch of statistics or weird little things about 2020. I pulled out a list of people who will turn 50 next year. Now, if you were born, and this is going to sound so bad now, because now the 1970s for this next decade, everything will be turning 50. Now, when you think the 70s, you're thinking like something that's current, something that's like, you know, within a short span. But now, this decade, everything will be turning 50 if you were in, born in the 70s. So that's very, very scary. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. Because when I looked at the list of people who were turning 50 next year, some people kind of surprised me because I thought they were older. But some people, I was like, wow, really? Among the people turning 50 next year, Matt Damon will be turning 50. Uh, Kelly Ripa's turning 50. Taraji B. Taraji B. Henson, Minnie Driver. I thought Minnie Driver was a little older, but sorry, Minnie. Heather Graham will turn 50. That is the one that got me. Uh, Mariah Carey will turn 50 Vince Vaughn Ricky Schroeder turns 50 um, It's just Rick Yeah, I'm sorry, Rick Schroeder Uma Thurman turns 50 uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner turns 50 uh, Let's see, who else is on that list? Naomi Campbell, Tina Fey, Jordan Knight um, Will Arnett Andre Agassi, who I thought was already 50 He turns 50 a lot of, like, the 80s, like, sports stars and, like, celebs from that era are all now turning 50. Melissa McCarthy will turn 50. Sarah Silverman will turn 50. Um, also... I will turn 50. <laughs> not next year. <laughs> I'm talking about 2020. Jada <laughs> uh, De Laurentiis will turn 50. And if he were alive, River Phoenix would have turned 50 next year. So... Yeah, that is uh, quite an interesting thing. Um, but, of course, next year, too, is an Olympic year. If you are not uh, counting, the Olympics will be in Tokyo, the Summer Olympics, uh, starting July 24th through August 9th. Also, next year is the 200th anniversary uh, of the birth of Ludwig van Beethoven and Florence Nightingale. 200 years. That's interesting. Wow. So I'm pretty sure there will be a lot of things uh, Beethoven-wise uh, within the next year. And I'm going to be so bad right now. Now, I know uh, and I'm, like, drawing a blank, but I know that a centennial is 100 years. 200 years is a um, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're staying silent because you're probably looking at <laughs> We'll get to it. <laughs> I would say, no, it's bicentennial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. No, I was letting uh, you struggle. It's Friday. I'm I was letting you to... struggle. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, also, next year's 75th yeah. anniversary of the Battle of Iwo Jima and VE Day and VJ Day. So, uh, wow. A lot of stuff going on, my friend. Um, also, I was looking things that turn 50 next year. The 50th anniversary of All My Children on January 5th, 1970. All My Children uh, premiered on the ABC Network. Um, Diana Ross and the Supremes gave their final performance together. The Jackson Five got their first Billboard number one single with "I Want You Back." That was January 31st of 1970. Um, Black Sabbath. Their debut album came out in February of 1970, 50 years ago next year. That's insane. And he still sounds the same. Yeah. Uh, 
Earth Day will turn 50. Uh, the Beatles released their 12th and final album, Let It Be. Uh, also next year will mark 50 years since the death of Jimi Hendrix, September 18th, actually. Uh, the Odd Couple debuted on ABC in 1970, and a little well-known show that became famous on the radio debuted on July 4th, 1970. It was the American Top 40 with Casey Kasem, turns 50 years old next year. So, uh, But later this hour, I'm going to tell you some things that will turn 25, and it's going to like really shock you. But um, as we stated, with this end-of-the-year show, I gave Mary pretty much a homework assignment, as I usually do with most of these shows. We will name our personal of the year, uh, our news story of the year, and in a 2020 prediction, that's going to be later this hour. But I guess to start this off, I kind of looked at this uh, today, and it's actually good news. I was trying to think of all good news going leading out for the end of the year. Uh, if you are a sports fan, you are familiar with the name uh, P.K. Subban and, uh, excuse me, Lindsey Vaughn. Um, so Lindsey Vaughn, uh, well, P.K. actually had uh, pretty much asked for her hand in marriage, and she said yes, but over the holidays, uh, she turned the tables and did the same thing, which I think was pretty awesome. And, of course, of course, he said yes. He wasn't going to say no. Um, that would have been bad if he did say no. <laughs> but she said that this is kind of like a new era where guys deserve an engagement ring as well. Now, I know that there, this gets always to me when people talk about this, and I've had conversations with people about this. A lot of old-time thinkers – are always against the whole thing of, one, a woman proposing to a guy, and two, guys getting engagement rings. Now, I say, hey, it's new era. Let people do what they want to do. It's their, you know, love that they're professing for each other. So if they feel comfortable in all that with businesses of ours, but it will raise the question, which is the question I am raising to you. Do guys deserve or should guys get an engagement ring uh, from the ladies in their life? And what do you think of women proposing to guys? I'm going to answer the second part first because that's the easy one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it is what it is. Like, if you want to, if that's what it is, Go for it. Like, okay, I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to a lot of things, but if you know that's who you want to spend the rest of your life with or that you want to walk down the aisle with and and that's what you want, what's wrong with asking? Especially when it comes to men at the, these days where they're like, well, women don't tell us what they want. Okay, well, now tell them what you want then. I want you to spend the rest of my, your life with me. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. There's nothing wrong with asking for what you want. Um, so, yeah, ask if that's what it comes down to. Now, if you're going to wait for it, don't get weird about it. That's the one thing women get weird about. Oh, we've been dating for so long. There's no time frame on this stuff, people. Like, it is what it is when it happens. Uh, I know people that were dating and married within a month, and I know people that dated for Years, there's a very famous couple that have been together for, I want to say it's 26 or 27 years now. They've been married for one. So does it, does it, it matters about the commitment you make to the person. So if you want to ask them, then ask them. If you want them to ask you, then you wait. That's entirely up to you. So that's the second part of the question. The first part of the question, do they, rings are weird. If the guy likes having a ring, then get him a ring. If they want, if they want bling, then get him bling. If they don't, then don't. I guess it just comes back to that whole individual thing. I am not against it. Um, I'm not against doing it for if somebody, if I was dating somebody, which I'm not. But if I was, um, and that's what they wanted, and I knew that about them, and I asked the question, then yeah, I'd have a ring available. Like, 
I'm asking the question, so I should have a ring too. Um, if I knew the person I was dating is not a ring person or is not like, is more traditionalist like I am and I'm asking the question in a non-traditional way, um, maybe I won't have a ring. Uh, it just really depends. So uh, good on them. Obviously, she knows her man. Thumbs up and uh, congratulations to their second engagement. Hope they are. Now we're going to throw a monkey wrench. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into what you just said. So uh, the interesting thing that I now want to hear is, what if he had not proposed yet, and she was the first one to propose? Okay. Would you feel the same way. What about it? Still the same way. <laughs> you still no difference here. So even if uh, he had no. not proposed first, and she said, "Hey, I'm going to go ahead and just do this." Yep. But then don't be mad when he says, eh, "Not feeling it." Because the guys have to deal with that, right? I mean, you're a dude. If you went and you said, "That's a check." Hey, will you marry me? <laughs> and the check and the chick that you said, "Hey, will you marry me?" said, "You know, thank you." You know, here's the other thing. Is it true? And I'm I'm asking on behalf of all guys because here's the thing. And I, I'm kind of like outside. You're of the asking story. the wrong woman then. Huh? <laughs> You're asking the wrong woman then. You know, I'm so not the typical woman. Yeah, I, this is why I'm going to ask you the question though. I, I'm hoping that you uh, now step inside that circle here because. Oh goodness. Okay. I so often always hear that it sometimes is about the ring. And if a guy doesn't choose the right ring, that could be like a bad step off to some things. I once knew a person, and this was one person out of a few. Uh, It does not constitute the thinkings of an entire majority. But Mm -hmm. for her, it pretty much, and I know the answer that you're going to give, um, so even before you give it, I'm going to give it for you. But for her, it was about the ring. It had to be a certain cut, had to be a certain size, had to look a certain way. I know that you're going to mm-hmm. say if it's all about that, then you really don't love each other. I already know your answer. <laughs> um, but for a lot of women, is it one of those things where once you get that ring, you're kind of looking at it and you're like, hmm, is this what he thought about me? Or is it one of those things so- where if it's not, a large enough ring to really brag about where you just kind of don't? I mean, is it truly about the ring at the end of the day? So two things, two things. Uh, I have grown in my old age, so I know that some people absolutely, absolutely love each other, and it is still about the ring at that point. Um, I am friends with a few. And it was one of those things where that was discussed within their relationship. So that was something that they, they, they adore each other. And it was, instead of asking me with just some whatever, and this was their second and third marriage, respectively. So they were like, you know, we've done the, you just buy one and, and hope um, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to ask you, but I want your opinion on things. And it was they chose the ring together. And they they got the specific cut and the specific metals and the specific design that they wanted. And so as I've grown in my advancing years, um, Stop. <laughs> I still will go with the, if the ring is the first thing you're thinking of, and there's not other situations that are around it, like for me, um, I, I am not a, like, I'm very simple. So for, if it was very, I'm going to be very specific to my little, my little bubble. I'm very simple. So it's about the gesture. It's about the moment. It's about surrounding myself with that person. And it doesn't have to be big and flashy and anything. It could be breakfast in bed and just, Hey, what do you think? Kind of thing if that's what the moment um, requires. So there's that. To a lot of women, it is about the ring, um, but it's also um, it's about the situation around it as well. Um, there's uh, The ring 
becomes, it's not that they're going to say no if they see the ring. They still love the person and, oh, yeah, this is great, but they may not show it off and they may ask to exchange it for a different ring. I've heard people do that as well Um, before they do the Instagram pictures. And in this age of social media, everything has to be perfect. you got to have, you know, sunset heart hands and perfect ring and uh, the whole, yeah, process that goes along with it. So I do know that there are people like that, and that does happen, and that is something that's going on. My opinion on it is, eh, I'm very simple. But then again, that comes back to it's very individual. It's a very individualized thing. So if you know your partner, your significant other, your person, you should know the answers to those questions long before I would. Do you like that cop-out? That was a pretty good cop-out right there. Yeah, it was. I tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Vote, vote Mary 2020. Running on yeah. the independent platform. You you tiptoed out of that one very well. <laughs> Even though Thank I, I kind of can read between the lines. It's kind of like... From what, so I'm going to do the translation to what she just said. <laughs> if you are not mature enough headed into the situation, it is about the ring. But if you're mature enough as to where the stuff like that doesn't matter, don't worry about it. Am I right? <laughs> That's pretty close, yeah. That's pretty close. <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll I kind of got it. I kind of got you. I, 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 I saw what you were laying down. I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, uh, now that we'll put that off to the side, the holidays are over, as we kind of said at the top of the show. Well, not really over. I mean, it's not really over until New Year's. The fat lady thing? Yeah. Uh, or until at least January 2nd when most people head back to work. But... Um, so over the holidays, I read this uh, article and I was shocked, but sadly I was not shocked. So the headline for this, uh, was grandma charges her family $45 a head for Christmas dinner. My family are spoiled at Christmas. So apparently to this article, a woman from England figured out a way to make feeding her family during the holidays more affordable by charging them for dinner. Now she says she gets to spoil her family at Christmas. Uh, Haley Garbutt, a 52-year-old end-of-life care. I have to read that twice. <laughs> I don't know why I just saw that <laughs> twice. But anyway, she charges about $45 a head for a seat at her Christmas dinner table. Her guests include her three children, their partners, and her four grandchildren. She also invites some friends as well. She says, I get all of my family to put in before I go and do the shops. This year, I spent $388 online. Now, over in the U.K., uh, I guess that's done. But she says, doing the big shop and making sure that I had a variety of things in. But it's not that I'm being tight. It means I get to spend more in other aspects than do, like, presents. This year, the tree has so many presents stacked around it that you can't even see it. So while her family has to pay to eat dinner, she makes sure that they get their money's worth. She goes on to state that her fridge is absolutely packed, and she's got all sorts of different meats in from beef to turkey, pork, and chicken. I've got champagne for Christmas Day and all the fizzy drinks for the kids. On the actual day, uh, she has her daughters uh, there as well, and she says, I'll lay their Christmas meal out like a buffet and make sure everything that they request is there. It's going to be the full works, and nobody leaves until really late. And in the evening, I get more guests coming in too. And... She says that Christmas is an important time of the year for her and her family. And in truth, I'd probably say my family are spoiled at Christmas. But that's part of the fun of it. Charging (laughs) for Christmas dinner so that people will have more. Yay or nay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That depends on what you mean by more. Um, In her case with champagne, with multiple different kinds of meats, depending on how many people are going to be there, that's not bad. I mean, if you guys went out to dinner, you'd be spending per plate for less food 
roughly $30. I mean, I would say, you know, with drinks and tips and everything else. So 45 you get champagne, you get to sit around with your family, you get multiple different meats. I get it. It's expensive. It's expensive to to buy food and then make it for an entire family, depending on how big your family is and how picky you are. Why have everybody too. over? Why don't you just tell people, hey, why don't you bring this? Why don't you bring this? And why don't you bring this? Now you're going you're to charge 45 If that's the case, I mean, I could, like, just stay at home and probably, like, do my own stuff. You're going to charge me $45 to come and eat. Not that I'm, you know, when I go out to dinner that I'm not paying that already, but at your own mom's house, mom's going to charge you 45 to come and eat? Really? And I well, I mean, that... if mom's on a fixed income, I don't see how that's a bad thing. Um, here's, here's the, the thing, thing though. Here's, here's the thing. You can stay home. just say automatically off the bat, hey, is there anything that you need there? Do you need, like, some cases of pop or fizzy drinks, as she calls it? Or do you need, like, you know, want me to bring, like, some alcohol? Because people are going to do that anyway. I mean, it's the holidays. People are going to, like, overspend on stuff. Anyway, it's not like this is like a 4th of July barbecue where your uncle, you know, Pat shows up with nothing besides like, you know, a package of hot dogs. I mean, this is Christmas. If you're going somewhere, you're going to be bringing out like, you know, some nice stuff. And it's the time of year, you know, everybody kind of like gathers together and like puts in. So I don't know. And that's the question. Is that the difference between the UK version of Christmas because they're big on Boxing Day versus the US version of Christmas because that might be also the issue, you know what I'm saying? Like it might be a question of in the UK that's not a big deal. I guess not. Where in the where in the US we do the whole you you know, you go all out, you do the whole thing, all the stuff that you just said or I'll stay at home, or I'll bring my alcohol, or whatever the case may be. It might be a difference between what it is like in the U.K. versus what it is like in the U.S. I wouldn't charge my family, but then again, I don't. Uh, I don't have a large family that I have to worry about with, you know, partners and, and that kind of thing. Now, granted, my family is growing, which is great, um, but it is um, it is different. Like, it turns into, um, at least when my entire family gets together, one person pays for breakfast. So the fixings for breakfast for Christmas Day. Um, one person pays for a portion, a pretty good portion of Christmas dinner, and one person pays for Christmas Eve dinner. So it turns into we all kind of split the bill. Um, but if it was just one person putting the bill, yeah, charge. Maybe they're maybe they feel better giving money instead of bringing something because then it's like, I know I can't make egg noodles the way that my sister does. I just can't. I I tried and failed multiple times miserably they were awful so if she said i'm going to make egg noodles but it's going to cost you five dollars in order to have egg noodles at this dinner i'd be like and here's five dollars thank you i can't make your i can't make your cake i'd pay you for your cake but you know what? You know me. You know that I probably would just go out and just do it anyway, and I wouldn't even um, charge for it unless somebody just like forcibly forced it on me. But even then, I didn't want to even really charge for that. It's a part of the holidays. I'd still do it. I'd still do it. I'd pay for the cake. If it was one of those things where I could not provide something in return, I would absolutely pay for that cake. If I couldn't somehow, in the holiday my- spirit, ex- yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, good cake. This man makes good cake, people. Good cake. <laughs> yes, I actually was up Christmas Eve uh, baking cakes. So <laughs> I should start. If I knew how to ship them and like do everything within like a reasonable cost, I probably would. But yeah. <laughs> um, good stuff. I start a bakery. I know, right? Start a bakery. I, I, hey, one of these days. I'll make the cookies. You make the cakes. Page one, on the side of a building. There you go. We'll have our own little commercial <laughs> now and then. 
Bought to you by. I don't know. <laughs> we'll come up with a name. Oh, well, folks, by the way, uh, for those of you just tuning in, where have you been? Uh, you're tuned into page one. I'm LeVar. That's Mary. Uh, one programming note there is one more show before this year is over. Join me on Sunday night, 9 o'clock Central Time, for the 401 Lounge. My guest will be Ms. Danny MC. Uh, I will have more details on that on my Twitter page over at News Comment BTR. Um, and of course, Mary's over on Twitter at. Blue Eyes Mama. Like a five second delay. We got to work on that in New Year. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so you can catch us over on those sites. Um, also, I'm going to start sharing with you guys where you can also find me uh, because I'm also over on Facebook as well as over on Instagram. And no, this show will not do a Snapchat. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yes, so that's the programming note. That's where you can find us. Uh, tonight, as we stated, last show of the year, 2019, before we go into 2020. Um, I'm kind of like sorting this out between like stories and then some actual factoids. So uh, if you heard me earlier, I was talking about things that turn tw- uh, 50 years old next year. Uh, things that turned 25, they actually, I love uh, Facebook because Billboard has a page and they had like a list of hits that were turning 25 years old that just all of a sudden like turned uh, turn gray. But um, uh, some of the things that turn 25 next year, um, actually this was kind of interesting. Uh, 25th anniversary next year of the Oklahoma Federal Building Bombing. Uh, that will be in April. Uh, also, the 25th anniversary of O.J. Simpson being found not guilty, which that would be October, I think. 25 mm-hmm. years. I mean, insane. Uh, yep. Also, the 25th anniversary of the Million Man March, uh, the assassination of Israeli Prime Minister Isaac Rabin. Also... The uh, 25th anniversary next year of the death of Selena, which it seems like just yesterday, but that really, I was like, when I saw it, I was like, was that really? Yeah, 1995. So, mm-hmm. uh, also next year, sadly, the 25th anniversary of the death of Bob Ross. So, I'm pretty sure there'll be some things really? coming out. Yeah, it was on July 4th, 1995. Uh, I, I thought it was 98. I, I was oh, off. It was 95. Um, and then uh, 25 years since Braveheart won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Um, and then, yeah. And do you remember that year in 95 at the Grammy Awards who came out big that evening? If you don't, record of the year was Sheryl Crow's All I Want to Do. Uh, song of the Year was Streets of Philadelphia from Bruce Springsteen. And the Album of the Year was MTV Unplugged, Tony Bennett. 25 years. That's that's pretty hefty. So a lot of stuff going on here next year. Uh, but like I said, the that's 70s now start the 50 anniversary, 50th anniversary years starting next decade, which is... That's scary. Also, I think it will be the. I thought I saw something about prohibition being a hundred or something like that. Or was it this year? That might be wrong, but um, I will. Prohibition was not in the Roaring Twenties. I think it was, was the it? end of it or something like that. I, I don't know. I gotta look though. It was like the end of it or the beginning, but I gotta look though. I think it was nineteen nineteen or nineteen twenty. So this might have been the one hundredth anniversary. So we'll look that up real quick. But anyway. Coming up in a few, I know you've been holding on, and I. And this is the one thing about this that I love is that I don't consult with Mary about her list at all. I just tell yeah, her, I know, "Hey, which sucks." <laughs> <laughs> I leave it to her because here's the thing: 
I never want to be an influencer or have someone actually. I love the whole idea of like just seeing what is on one's mind because then if they say it, I'll I'll sit there. I'll probably think, crap. I probably could have thought of that myself and didn't even think anything of it. And if I say it, then people will be like, oh yeah. So I love that whole thing of like not even going through this list until like we actually hear it on the air. I hear it when you hear it. So I have no idea mm-hmm. what she's chosen. The three topics this year, because in the years past, we used to do so many. And yeah, we did. <laughs> and I made an editor's decision and said, hey, we're only going to do two. Uh, well, mm-hmm. technically, technically three. But three. we are the three things tonight. Uh, we will have a 2020 prediction. We will have our top news story of the year, and then we will have who we think is our person of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that happened this year. And I even going back, looking through the list of things, kind of thought, have you ever, like, done at the end of the year, like, a look through of some of the things that happened this year, and you, and you probably thought to yourself, I thought that happened last year. Mm-hmm. Or I probably thought that happened like two years ago. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of like things that are coming out, and especially year-end list. And uh, I think tonight I saw something on uh, World News where they were going through a list of people who left us this year. And yeah. there's a couple of people I saw that on too. there where I, I swore it happened like last year, and it was nope. actually this year. So. Yep. Uh, Years go very, very fast. But I want. Have you locked? Have you looked look through your stuff for this year? Like just your pictures or your like gone back to your year? Because that also throws me off. Because I I I I've run my years like school, so my years are like they start in August and they end in June. Um, <laughs> and right in December. Uh, Facebook has been very kind. Right? I think as the year so, goes along, it will probably, like, tell me or it tells me, hey, this happened three years ago. Hey, this happened two years ago. But you know what? I really don't because I think the only thing that I do is, and you know what? Here's the thing. Once I post something, once I put something out there, I think this is why I tell people I post it so that I could share it with you. As for going back and looking, it's always good to be reminded of it at a later time or it's good to uh, think of it at a time when you need to but because I was there and I lived it live you know I can go back and I know that I can look at it at any point like you know this year was the first year in years that I actually took like a good vacation out of town and uh, I can remember that even because I want to go back to the beaches now but um, I don't really go back and look I don't know it's kind of like and this is going to surprise you and as much as uh, each of these shows are my babies and I, and I think highly of all of these shows and especially this show I don't go back and listen unless I kind of have to for historical purpose because the thing is that once it's out there uh, and I've always been that way. Once it's out there, I tend to not go back and listen. There's a couple of reasons to that, because, one, I don't want to go back and hear my voice. But uh, I don't know. It's just something about I'd much rather be reminded of it or hear it from somewhere else than, I guess, to probably go back and look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If that, gotcha. if that whole oh, like I said, my years place. are my years. I run like school year, so this year is I'm in the middle of my year right now. So I'm <laughs> I'm in the middle of one school year, <laughs> and when I look back at stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this happened in like I went back and I saw something that happened last March, April, and I went, "Oh yeah, that was last year. Wait, but that was that was this year, but it was last school year. So for me, it was last year." So yeah, sometimes I do look back. It's a wonderful little reminder, and then I come back and I'm, I'm, I'm in my moment, and that's there's nothing wrong with that either. Now, I was gonna say, in a couple of years from now, when that all changes, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I have no idea. My my entire schedule is gonna be completely thrown off. 
just going to be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Like, I don't no, have breaks to look at. <laughs> like, I, Christmas I've break, never gone break, through the whole thing of being beholden to, you know, someone else's schedule. And I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing because it's like once you no longer have to do that, the adjustment period to that, that's got to be a little strange. Yep. Hmm. And we just do a, a thinking moment. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I did have one quick story. Uh, I hate to mm-hmm. end the year on like a story like this, but anyway, um, there was a couple of things because last week's show ran over by a couple minutes, and we got into a really good topic, and we didn't. You know what? I'll go through it real quickly. There's actually two things I want to talk about for. I'm going to watch for time because I know we have a few minutes left. But there was a story last week um, (laughs) uh, that involved the workplace. I actually had two good stories. And one of them involved a job now that did not want people to go to the bathroom (laughs) for quite a while. And it was a bathroom sign that employees must have a smell check to ensure that they're not sitting on the phone for too long. Uh, workplace bathroom sign claiming that employees must adhere to a strict time limit or else face a smell check is raising eyebrows. The bizarre sign, apparently an attempt to deter workers from taking long breaks, was posted on the bathroom door of an unidentified place of business per photo shared on Reddit. It says, if in the bathroom for more than 10 minutes, a smell check will be completed to ensure an employee is not sitting on the phone. It continues that if it does not stink, employee's name will be reported to the office. Now, one Redditor commented, who's the lucky employee entrusted with this noble task? And another joked that I'd stop flushing just in case. Another Redditor seeking clarification said, wait, so if it stinks, then you don't get in trouble, but if it doesn't, you do, question mark? (laughs) But uh, one Redditor actually had the simple solution that Maybe it's a good time to look for a new job if we have to go to that far <laughs> <on> the street. <laughs> now, I've got questions about that one, and I'm not going to take up like 10 minutes on it, but what is it? I, I realize of having employees at the desk and chaining them down, but what the heck is it? Have we gone so far now as to where we have to catch up with people in the bathroom to <laughs> rein them in and do a I, spell I, check? I, I wouldn't want to sign up for that job. No, I guess, no. I mean, it, it, well, we don't know. But if it was a job where you had to be at your desk, like, okay, if you were like a 911 dispatcher, okay. But even they have, like, people that take over while they're like, hey, got to take pee, you know, or whatever. Or I'm, I, don't we all get breaks anyway? Like, I thought everybody got, like, a 15-minute break and, like, a half hour or 45-minute or an hour-long lunch. I thought everybody got breaks. Or did I just end up in the lucky train where I got breaks and mandatory lunch hours? Well, that job's got to be a call center. I only call centers pull crap like that. So, which is <laughs> um, where no one wants to work. Yeah, and we go away to our phone because we can't have it with us at the call center for us. So yeah, it's, it's got to be a call center. I know it is. If you work in that call center where that sign was. Call us and let us know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just thought that that was the weirdest story. Uh, I, the one story that I will leave and I will not go into tonight, I think I want to pick it up probably next. No, you know what? I'm going to leave it be. Uh, I won't even mention it. Uh, let's just say that it has something to do with what Kelly Clarkson does every night before she goes to bed. But I'm going to leave that for next week's show. That's like a tease. Um, but, yes. Mhm. Did, did you read that article by the way? I may have. I don't. I think I know which one you're talking about. Where, where? I don't know. Uh, she was, question. Where she was asked what she does. Well, I'll go into it real quick. We're not going to discuss it tonight. We'll probably discuss it for next week. But uh, on her show, she has a portion of the show where uh, people can ask her personal questions, or I guess she could ask personal questions to her guests, and she was asked by someone, what does she do every night before she goes to bed? 
And she stated that she has sex every night before she goes to bed. <laughs> every night. Bravo. So, yes. But somehow, some way, I'm not believing that it's every night. <laughs> Surely there's got to be some night where it's just like, no. <laughs> but, hey, if it is, it is. But we'll talk about it next week. Um, I want to get into, before we lose track of time here, are annual awards. Uh, first of all, I'm going to probably start with the news story. And ladies first, but I will let you go. What was your top news story this year? Um, well, the the one that stuck out to me, let's do it this way. Um, the one that stuck out to me this year that seemed to uh, unite people and segregate people somehow, I have no idea how that works, but was the uh, Notre Dame, um, or Notre Dame, sorry, I said it wrong, Notre Dame uh, Cathedral and the burning, and then now more recently, uh, to add to that story, they're talking about how it may not get rebuilt. Um, so that was uh, that was the one I picked, and I'm trying to keep it short. <laughs> Just, uh, but that is I'm what I thought of when I thought about well, this year. Yeah, well, here's the thing, and I just have a question to that, because I know that there have been some things recently in the news regarding that in which it might be too, like, shaky of a structure to kind of, like, rebuild. But what do you do with all of that money that everyone gave for you to rebuild it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the question that I brought up, too, um, <laughs> because a lot of people, like, immediately, it was an immediate thing. It was the building was still on fire and people were already donating. So mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a historic and major landmark for a lot of people. Um, and not everyone has gotten a chance to go and stand in the cathedral and look up at the stained glass windows and the people that didn't get to see it before the burn kind of want to see it, what they do with it after. So I, I don't see why they can't not do something, but I'm not an engineer. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell right. you what the what the structure is and and what they're thinking about doing and um, how they're thinking about doing it either. But that well, was I actually that had. No, go ahead. No, no. But I actually, <laughs> I was gonna say, I actually had a tie for top news story of the year. Mhm. It's not gonna make much sense. But in a way, it kind of, it, well, of course, the first one is obvious. Uh, It was the impeachment proceedings against the president. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was one of them. But the second one, the tie, you're going to be like, really, Lamar? But at the end of the day, this story goes to show pretty much the power of social media. And the tie for top news story for me is the whole pandemonium over a simple fast food item from Popeye's. How a chicken sandwich became a lightning rod for people to not only act stupid, but Mm -hmm. to pretty much ask their co-worker, have you tried it? I don't think I've seen something like this in quite a while, of where people were so just wanting to, like, get something. I personally saw in other places long lines that snaked around buildings, people waiting for an hour on end and in lines because of something that like drew fire from Twitter. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm never amazed that I'm I'm never surprised at the length of what happens, but it, it reminded me of years ago when the cabbage patch dolls came out and how People were acting then, and everyone who's everyone. The Elmo. That too. That's like twenty-five years old too, isn't it? Yeah. And how a sandwich <laughs> causes mm-hmm. adults to act like little kids, but that was the tie for my story of the year. Of um, your person of the year. Okay, this one was a weird one for me. Um, because I kind of do agree with the uh, person of the year that people chose. Uh, Greta was a good one to choose. 
Um, I don't think that she's ready for that kind of acclaim yet um, on top of everything else. But I do believe that, and this is going to sound so weird, but Keanu Reeves needs to be up there. Um, He's had a resurgence over the last couple of years as an actor, but then he's always been and um, silently on top of everything else an activist. Um, He's donated tons of money and time and effort and appearances to charities around the world um, from children's charities all the way up to uh, veterans charities. He's never said no to a fan that wanted a picture. Um, He was an ambassador during the Me Too movement a couple of years ago. Just an all-around guy that a lot of fans actually did sign a petition to get him onto person of the year as well. So, yeah, definitely I, I do like Greta, um, but I'm going to put Keanu Reeves above her. That would have been the first time, and I think we would have been close, but we are not. Um, actually, I did go with Time Magazine, and I did choose Greta because um reason being is that if you're going to have a lightning spark or if you're going to have something for young people to really get with and gather around. This young lady has pretty much done that. You know, a lot of teens pretty much, uh, you know, adults will get on them for being uh, uh, not really caring about a lot of issues, and now here we are. We have someone who these younger people look up to and who actually listen to uh, mm-hmm and who actually has world leaders quaking now in their boots and feel a need to go and say things about her. So obviously they're paying attention. And when you get that type of attention, you just hope that the handlers around her and the people around her stay on message and don't go too far off to one extreme or the other, because then that's when you Mm -hmm. lose your voice. But right now she seems to be doing the right things and backing it up by not taking things that leave a carbon footprint. I mean, this young lady takes like a boat to and from where she's got to get to um, and seems to be saying all of the right things. And in this year alone, you have seen so much of her and have heard so much of her and have seen her in high-profile meetings and meeting world leaders I'm actually going to agree with Time Magazine this year and give her my person of the year, even though she's young. And I thought about it long and hard because I was like, yeah, because normally, you know, some people, they're probably a one-year deal, and that's it. But I have a very odd feeling that for the next few years at least, and like I said, as long as her message stays on point, that you will be hearing a lot of this young lady. So she is my person I, I, of the year. I hope so as well. I do hope so as well because I, I, I really I really applaud her for that. Um, from what I've read, she's also autistic on top of everything, so it's hard for her to kind of just – she has to be prepared. So that's the hard part of it. So yeah. she's very prepared ahead of time. Um, but I understand it. I get why she has to be because that's a big thing and that's stress. Um, so I hope she does. I really do. I really do. Yeah. I hope she stays on message. I hope she stays on point, and I applaud her for everything she's done. So, yeah, so what's your 2020 prediction? Oh, okay. So my 2020 prediction is it's going to be 2019 times two. Um, a lot of change. A lot of people doing the look back and then trying to move forward. It's going to be a great year kind of thing. Um, but I see a lot of division in the next year coming up. I, I, I see people taking hard stances and, and, and picking sides and there's going to be a lot of people stuck in the middle that's not going to know what to do. So hopefully, hopefully my, I hope that my prediction is absolutely wrong and that everybody is great to each other. We'll see. I'm kind of with but, you yeah. on that one. I think there's going to be a lot of tension come mm-hmm. fall. And we're not going to really, if you're under a rock, I don't think you don't know I think why we're start way. I think it's going to start right away. I think it's going to start in late winter, spring, into summer. I I, I really do think it's going to start right away. 
and it's not going to let up until fall when it comes to yeah. ahead. And I hope that people, I hope that people keep their heads about them is what I hope. Yeah. So instead of prediction, let's do it a hope. I hope we're good. Yes. I hope we're good to each other. Is hope that, that? You know, even with all the division, even with all of the, um, those who want to cause havoc, you hope that the smoke clears by this time next year. A mm-hmm. uh, few minutes left. Any final words for this final show of 2019? Um, be good to each other. All of a sudden, I feel like uh, Bill and Ted with my Keanu Reeves thing. Actually, it's coming out. I had that in there. It's pretty awesome. I believe they are coming. Isn't it supposed to be? It was slated for that. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, no, everybody be good to each other. Have a safe new year. If you drink, don't drive. There is Uber. There is Lyft. There are friends. There are taxis. There are buses. There are trains. Places or automobiles that other people drive for you. Um, So enjoy your new year's. I hope it's a blast. And then keep going with the good vibes for 2020. I... And the bad puns. Come in. <laughs> right. Um, you know, the year goes so fast. Life moves very fast. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think one thing and one piece of advice that I think I would give to anyone going into the new year, because it always seems the new year is a time of renewal. Of course, it's another year, another page, uh, another chapter to your life. Make it a good chapter. Uh, make it a chapter in which you don't fall prey to negative energy, that you don't fall into negative vibes, and try to not only do more for yourself health-wise and taking care of yourself, but do something for others once in a while. You don't have to do anything monetarily or even, you know, uh, something huge. As I say time and again, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. And I think that if we kind of go with that and we roll with that with being nice, I think it catches on. Try it. That's all I got to (laughs) say. But uh, I do want to thank everyone once again for listening in this year. Uh, I know we got back here, what, a few months ago now. So I'm looking forward to 2020, and I know there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. And uh, hopefully you will continue to join us here on Friday nights, same time. Um, And hopefully each of you, as Mary said, have a wonderful new year. Be safe. I mean, there's no – we want to see you all back here listening next Friday night. We don't want to hear about anything happening in between now and then. So uh, with that, like I said, join me on Sunday, uh, new 401 Lounge, and then we'll be right back here in 2020. Man. 2020? It seems like we started 2000, and now here we are in the roaring 20s coming up. But uh, as always, end of the year, uh, I will leave that to uh, Don Meredith to uh, take us out. But uh, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next year. Bye. Turn out the light. The party's over. (laughs) They say that all good things must end. Call it a night, the party's over, and tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again.